So. So. Episode 18. No. Episode 17. Wait, really? Yeah. The 18th ever episode. Wow. Hunchpig, the podcast. Hmm. And final in this location. That's true. Yeah. We should probably take a picture in here to, to you know, to remember what um, this studio was like. You know? You, <laughs> is that something you need? Yeah. 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 I never think it's one of those things where I'm like, I never think I'm like, oh, I'll remember this yeah. apartment or this whatever. And then I move and like two years later, I'm like, I have no idea how many rooms I had. I mean, if color, like <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Yeah. If you forget it. Yeah. It's, I mean, you've forgotten it. Right. So that's that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We can take a picture. Uh, I think we should take a picture. Um, it's a little bittersweet. Is it? You know? I I think it's pretty nice. Hmm. Yeah. We have to figure out our so. uh, our setup and the new it's good uh, with half and half. And the new dwelling. Yeah. Coffee and half and half. Mm. So good. Yeah, cream and anything really. Yeah. Are there questions about the new setup? Uh yeah. Is I, this I feel like this isn't something I've ever had to be concerned about. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm worried that... That I'm worried? Yeah. So, I'm worried that you're going to ask me questions. <laughs> so there's a couple options. Okay. Um, we have... <laughs> My fears have been confirmed. <laughs> you're about to tell me yeah. options. Well... Okay. A um, couple of options. A couple of options. One is the attic. Oh. Which is not a good option. That's a terrible opinion. option. Um, there is... The temperature up there that's immediately is... what i thought because you don't have ac or anything so that's true it will uh, be hell it will be very hot in the summer yeah. and it will probably ruin any sort of expensive equipment that we put up there okay so that's I, not really an option that doesn't sound like an option no. as i say that yeah okay that's probably not an option um we have just going through the rooms here we have uh <laughs> we have our master bedroom <laughs> not an option <laughs> We have the baby's room. Okay. No, not an option. That's not an option. We have a guest room. Okay. Guest bedroom. That's not an option. I don't think that's an option. It's right next to the baby's room. Yeah. And there's a bed in it. There's also chances you'll have guests also in, in that room. <laughs> potentially <laughs> guests. Right. Uh, we have two and a half bathrooms. Okay. They're not options. I don't think those are options. No. Nope. Uh, what other kind of rooms do we have? We have... A living room. I doubt that's an option. Don't think that's an option. Kitchen. That's uh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Can we can we There's get like one, those um? It's one key piece that you wrestler announcer be... mics. Ooh, I like that idea. That, like fall down from the roof. I really like that idea. Whenever whenever we enter the room. Yeah. Basically. I I mean I like that. They just slowly snake down and we have because to hold I them. was gonna mention a problem that you may room. not be thinking about yet. Okay which that actually would solve, is a, a little man named Atticus. He's not a man. Um, He's a cat. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Okay. That's not... Yes. Anthropomorphize. <laughs> oh, boy. Right. Um, yes. So that com complicates things because he likes right. to chew on wires. Right. And cords and cables. But if we have like a winch in the ceiling. Yeah. 
police system. Right. Uh-huh. Okay, um, so... This, the... the other side of it is that you can now host wrestling matches <laughs> in your kitchen. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, Lots of... I I like this. I like the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear what else there is. Sure. <laughs> so we'll call that an option. Okay. We have a dining room. Oh, same. Same? Same. Because okay. you don't have a table, do you? We do. Mm. Uh-huh. We have a dining room table. Um, That's fine. Is it that, really... The dining room doesn't have a door. Is it really long? That. It's pretty long. So we could like sit at either end of it. Oh, and, and like pretend that we're... Fancy? Yeah, a wealthy married couple. Yep. Which part of that are we pretending? <laughs> All of it? Okay. <laughs> um, cool. So that's an option. Yeah. There is no door, so there's still the cat problem. Okay. Um, there's an office. There's an office. Office room. Okay. Yep. On the main floor, um, which is quite small. Uh, I think it's, think it's smaller than this room by a little bit, or maybe about the size, like where this closet is right here. If you just draw a line there, maybe maybe it's that small. Uh, it's pretty small. I think the fact that you're not entirely certain means it can't be that much smaller. True. In this room. True. And this room Um, has a lot of junk in it. True. Uh, very true. So, um, that sounds like an option. It is an option. Uh, (laughs) there, there, uh, how many more options do we have? I'm not, I'm not the only person laying claim to the office, though. Ah, which is a difference here. Uh, um, needs office space. Not you know, not that I know of. Okay. He doesn't mention that. Um, mention but it. I did get a uh, some feedback it. from a Katie from Massachusetts. Okay. Um, about needing some office space. Mm. Um, so we have to figure that out. Okay. Um, it might be cramped in there. I don't think there's going to be a room for a table and chairs and in addition to desks and whatever. I see. That's a problem. So, yeah, that is troublesome. Um, there is, I think, the best option okay. I thought of. You should have started with this one. Probably. Is the basement, Okay. the unfinished part of the basement. There's a finished part of the basement? There's a finished part of the basement. That which we is could like, use? Um, no. Oh. That's basically going to be the cat's... Um, domain, if you will. The finished part of the basement. Right. Um, Wouldn't the cat prefer the unfinished part? No, of he it? really likes he really nice likes, things. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the room I'm thinking it might work out in is the unfinished part, which is where the boiler is and the oil tank. <laughs> hot water heater so, um, so i know i know you're excited about this i mean of those um, options the kitchen sounds like the best one <laughs> yeah you know we'll get some quotes yep uh from some from some contractors on what do you call it a pulley i wrestling uh, microphone yeah kitchen i don't model? know the official technical name right but yeah just microphones that... i mean people are doing interesting things with kitchens these days so yeah. it's probably it's probably an option. Like not having them. What? You Did you see that article of the guy who no. took out his kitchen? No. Essentially. Did he put in a boxing ring? No. 
He did not put in a boxing ring. He just had another room. I guess huh. he turned it into another living room. Does he get takeout? Yep. And wow. eats Soylent. Oh. Yeah. That's sad. I, mean, I, did hear, I did hear a funny thing about like silence. 10% of me is jealous and like that other 90% is just like sad and like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I heard a funny thing about Soylent of someone describing it to their grandmother mm-hmm. or mother and yeah. them saying, so it's slim fast for men. <laughs> like, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Interesting. Does slim fast? Yeah, I guess that's true. Slim fast... Is a, say, does it purport to be all you need for nutrition? And yes, yes, that is the message, right? Yeah, just eat, just drink three of these a day or whatever, and yeah, and then you supplement with, you know, sometimes actual fruit. food, yeah, sometimes food. Interesting. Um, and that's what silence is. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a weird concept. Like, meh. probably going to sound like snobby or something, but like. Um, when people are like, oh, it's like, sounds so nice to not have to worry about food. I don't know. It, part of that, like part of that to me is it's like someone saying, oh, it'd be so nice if we didn't have to deal with like music and art. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Cause there's a, you know, there's yeah. a, there's an art to it. There is a, there is that aspect of food. Yeah. There's an appreciation. You can, I guess you can appreciate or not. Right. Um, or Maybe you can choose to appreciate it when you want to, well, right? And yeah, like, this is the thing, is I've heard people say, like, um, you know, three times a day, it's relentless. Mm-hmm. Just constantly fucking eating. Yeah, like the monotony. Yeah. Of, oh, my God, run out of fuel again. Right. <laughs> well, I was going to make another analogy to, like, well, what if they have, like, a pill that you can take where you don't have to go to sleep? I was like, that'd be dumb, too. And then I was like, wait, actually, I would probably... Yeah. That. Well, I don't know. That would be nice. I Man, that would be an interesting, like, um, dystopian, like, movie idea or something. You know, like... Removing sleep? Yeah. There's probably... Why would it be thing. dystopian? There'd probably be some weird... It could be a utopia. It could be. But it's more interesting if there's some, like, weird side effect <laughs> that no one thought about. Okay. You know, where yeah. you're just like, oh, this is great. And everyone's, like, doing it for, like, a year. And then, I don't know what happens. That's why I'm not sleep deprivation. A screenwriter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sleep deprivation. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we still don't know why we sleep. Mm-hmm. I had a fantastic um, sort of mock theory uh, yesterday, which was that we sleep so that we can, uh, like every mammal has a certain number of stresses in its life. Like, okay, I need to find food. Oh my God, there's a predator. Um, yeah. My home environment is shit. My home environment is nice, this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of these stresses uh, resolve themselves one way or another. Mm-hmm. Like, you either eat or you die. You either right. escape the predator or you die. Right. But there's one stressor that there is no way to escape, and that is yourself. Ooh. And so... That's deep. Yeah. And so the escape is sleep, just to oh, get away from, from your own brain and your own yeah, to turn neurosis off that and, stressor yeah for, for a little while. And so the theory was that the longer you had to sleep, <laughs> was sort of the more self-loathing oh. <laughs> that you had, and the less you had to sleep, the more sort of well, huh. um, you know, 
I mean, content and happy with yourself you are. Right. And so giraffes sleep like two hours a day. They live in like um, <laughs> Saharan Africa, you know, yeah. beautiful open plains. Yeah. Um, well, is it is it part of that because they can't see like <laughs> stuff that we see? Like they're all the way up there with their <laughs> long yeah. giraffe necks, just like, oh yeah, life's great. Life's great up there. Look at the sky yeah. and the clouds. <laughs> yeah. There's just like death and like turmoil happening <laughs> underneath them. They're just like, oh, wow. Yeah. Things are pretty good. They're just like at a concert, like I can see everything. Yeah. This exactly. Great. I'm so tall. <laughs> Whereas you look at like, um, you know, really small bats and things. Mm-hmm. They live in caves. Yeah. Like they can't see all the other bats just shit on the floor. Um, they eat bugs. Everyone's afraid of them and, <laughs> yeah. sh- and shrieks when they see them. Yeah. Huh. So they, they sleep like 16 hours a day. <laughs> like, no, no, thanks. I'm just going to yeah. close my eyes. I don't even want to be with me. Well, there is a link with um, um, like chronic depression and sleep, the amount of sleep you, is that true? Like people sleep more who are depressed? I mean, is that another angle on this? Yeah, we're, we're actually going to go. Same thing we're saying? I don't know. We're going to go into a topic that I'm fairly ignorant of. Which oh, is, this is a new... Which is depression. This is new for us. Yeah. We're talking about things we don't know about. Which... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which, I don't know, I feel quite bad about that, actually. Hmm. Oh. No, that wasn't. I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. I realized that could have been <laughs> a joke. Huh. Um, um, yeah. Shall we? Shall we what? Uh, talk about the thing that you said we were going to talk about. Depression? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Do you know... What do you know about depression? Not much. Okay. I know... Okay, let me... Should, so, I, should I tell you what I think I know? Sure. Which isn't much? Sure. Oh, man. It's going to be so wrong. Yeah. Um, okay. My take on it is that it's a it's a disease a disorder right a chemical imbalance um well i guess depression is the whatever i don't know is it the symptom or like the oh or the actual imbalance in the brain the chemical imbalance i don't know but it's part of that um where um you know we all have like highs and lows in life and emotionally and mood swings and whatever um but people who are who have depression um, kind of just stay in the lows right longer and um, obviously that can affect how they feel about themselves and right their t- take on the world and points points of view yep. um, eh? yeah I, I think so okay and it's not something you can just like I guess there's a very old sort of viewpoint that it's something that you can just snap out of right shrug it off and yeah life is good um even if everything's amazing depression yeah makes you feel like shit right um i did see a uh documentary um which was hosted by stephen fry Mm. um and he has bipolar disorder yeah i think he mentioned that before yeah yeah and um so he talks about uh he interviews other people with bipolar Mm -hmm. and at the end of each interview he asks them the same question which is if you could flick a switch and turn it off would you yep and um only one person said yes 
Yeah. Like it had, you know, as far as she was concerned, destroyed her life. Hmm. Um, and she interesting happily switch it off. Um, and, but everyone else said no, because, um, along with the horrific lows that often, um, result in suicide attempts and, mm-hmm. um, going to horrible, horrible places. Um, they have these outrageous highs. Yeah. And Stephen Fry says himself that this is, um, the times in his life when he's been the most creative. The the manic episodes. Yeah. And yeah. He, he wouldn't be. Where um, he was. Th- yeah. In the place that he is and yep. sort of have the life that he had. Yeah. If he didn't have those highs. I think about that a lot. Um, I guess the more general idea there of, you know, famous people and creative people um, and, you know, if David Bowie was a normal person <laughs> in, you know, in, in a lot of ways, right. More normal. I don't know what normal is probably a horrible word to use too, but, um, you know, we wouldn't have his art and that, you know, that's part of yeah. what makes art and music and creativity cool and interesting is that it is different and, you know, off of the norm or off of what people expect or, um, yeah. And this, like, can you, you know, can a, can a person who is completely, I don't know, it probably, probably doesn't exist. A person who is completely balanced chemically, you know, can they, do they have the power to like create something that's really interesting, right? Go artistic. To, go to those extremes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We hear all these myths about, you know, rock stars and, um, what it takes to be a rock star. And like part of that is also like mind altering drugs. Like you can create your own chemical imbalance, right. With substances. Um, I don't know. I just think that's an interesting topic, right? Like is our, is there an aspect there where like drugs, like mind altering drugs are like the steroids of, (laughs) of music. (laughs) You know what I mean? The steroids of the brain. Yeah, the ster- yeah, right, right. Yeah. Uh, or the, the steroids of creativity, where it's like, well, it lets you see this other perspective. Um, <clears throat> and should we welcome that? Should we consider that cheating? <laughs> you know? <laughs> should we? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a interesting question. Right? Yeah. It is interesting because it's something that, um, like, we know so little about. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the same thing with, like, bipolar disorder. Like, you know, I knew very little about it before right. watching that documentary. And I still know very little about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when someone talks about steroids, that has like a real obvious um, physical yeah. effect on the world. Right. Whereas when you talk about anything in the brain, it's a bit like, ooh. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's true. Right. Because <laughs> we can, yeah, we can, um, we can have, a whole range of experiences with and without drugs, you yeah. know, like that are hard to explain or, um, yeah, put a finger on. Right. So it's hard to even have a vocabulary of comparing, you know, how, what my point of view is related to yours and right. Um, anyway. Yeah. And sort of like defining when someone is in or out of balance. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget, there's, there's a very famous um, ballet dancer who, uh, she was 
taken to the doctor because she basically would not sit still when she was a child. Mm-hmm. She would constantly fidget and move around and would struggle to pay attention to anything. And um, she, her parents took her to this doctor to try and find out what was wrong with her. And um, the doctor did something that um, I'm not sure you'd have happened today, mm-hmm. which was, um, he said, okay, well, um, I'm just going to turn on this radio. Yeah. And I, I just need to go out and talk to your parents for a bit. <laughs> and they all left the room mm-hmm. with this radio one. And um, they sort of peeked in through the window. And like, as soon as they left, she like jumped up and started like dancing around like crazy. <laughs> and the doctor said, there's nothing wrong with her. Yeah. You just well, when, have... you, when you say dancing like crazy, you don't mean like a crazy person. But no, like, like, like artfully and like, well, no, I mean, oh, she just was like, just a child. Just like, reacting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, like jumping around and, yep. and he, he just said, you know, put her in dance school. You, there's yeah. nothing wrong with your daughter. She's not. Yep. She's just a dancer. <laughs> wow. That's a, uh, yeah, that's, I think there's but, a good lesson there. Yeah. Right? I think, um, I think today there would be, that would, and that could end up in sort of a medicated solution hmm. to yeah. bring you back into balance. Right. I think we're more ready to reach for the kind of drug solution. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think as I, you know, when we have our kid, <laughs> I think this, are, this is like a good thing to think about is try to, I don't know, not curb your expectations, but like, um, don't expect right your kid to be exactly what you're like or you or, know like yeah project your yeah project your um your viewpoint and your yeah how your mind works or how your whatever yeah um, i think at the same time though that's other... something that's inevitable yeah because children sort of are so impressionable mm-hmm. and they'll like we're naturally hardwired to pull in from what's around us and yep mimic and all that sort of thing right um and so I think there's going to be a tendency for kids to develop similar senses of humor to their parents and oh, man. that sort of thing. Sorry. <laughs> Which will then evolve when they get into a different peer group and yep. all that kind of thing. That's heavy. Yeah. I feel bad for my kid now. Yeah. Because of the sense of humor you're going to give him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so I have a, a relevant story from my upbringing, hmm. uh, which is, um, my school for the longest time kept trying to convince my parents to have me tested for, um, being dyslexic, hmm. um, because I would have like an awful lot of trouble spelling and, um, switching things around and, mm-hmm. um, saying things incorrectly. Yep. Um, and my parents were like adamantly against it. Mm. Um, and they were saying like, well, you know, he could just do a test and we're pretty sure that he is dyslexic. And if that's true, then he'll get like extra time in exams to like account for that. And my parents were like, but like in the rest of his life, no one's going to give him Hmm. extra time to Hmm. account for thinking differently from other people. Yep. Hmm. Um, but then there's like this fine line there of like, right. Do you just ignore something 
mm-hmm. and hope for the best or do you try and address it in some way and i think my my parents point of view was um okay well the like being dyslexic doesn't really matter you just have to learn the ways to cope with it right yes i i think there is a subtlety there right where it's like you don't want to ignore it right right if it is a thing you should be aware of it exactly so that you can but they were very nervous of um there being like a label mm. of like everyone else or like all through yeah, yeah, yeah. my education there being this big sort of right this kid's dyslexic yeah um yeah and i think there's a I don't know, there's a character trait there, right, where you can you can take a label like that and um go either way with it, right? You right. can you can be like, "No, I'm going to conquer this thing. Yes, I know that I have it and I can right, look it in the eye and be like, "No, I'm going to, you know, rise up," or you can use it as an excuse. Um Right. Well, this is something I didn't find out about until I was older. Right. That this was even like a question Mm because it doesn't it didn't really matter to me right at the time Hmm. yeah but it's an interesting like um oh there's that whole um have you seen the ted talk given by the uh the guy who uh is blind and uses um like sonar essentially Uh, it sounds familiar around he like does this high-pitched clicking okay he can um essentially detect wow the world around him yeah and so he does things like ride a bike and he does sort of everything wow anyone else would do unaided um it's amazing yeah um and he was saying like the biggest like we've turned blindness into a disability (laughs) by having a label and constantly uh supplying help and constantly sort of trying to find um, ways to make sure blind people don't have to do right um, the tasks that everyone else does. And he was saying, like, his parents just sort of, from the day he was born, they were just like, okay, he's going to be a normal kid. Yeah. And so they let him play outside on his own, and they let him, and he just worked out on his own yep. this sonar sense. Yeah. Like, no one taught him it. And so he now travels around the country teaching. Wow. Man, I always struggle with social situations where, um, say, there's a blind person um, and they're, from my perspective, it looks like they need my help. Right. Yeah. (laughs) For something that they're trying to accomplish. Right. Um, However big or small it is. Um, And I'm always like conflicted right right do i offer my help is someone going to get offended that i think oh they need me to do it to, to achieve this task this. yeah right or um right like am i projecting like well it looks like it's maybe it's taking a while for them to do this thing so obviously they need me to come in and help whereas you know maybe they don't want my help right and that's fine but i don't know it's like you want to be courteous and like helpful in general and generous to people in general yeah it's tough right i don't know i don't know yeah i, think I always the, play this like mind game myself like do i want my help do i how do i yeah how am i tactful and like respectful but also 
being helpful. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's probably always just a case of asking, but being ready for no to be the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that is the most, yeah. yeah, that is the most uncomfortable thing to see is someone who keeps denying help. Right. And the other person's like, no, 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 I got, like, I'm going to help you. Okay, yeah. And it's just like, okay, don't, <laughs> please, <laughs> stop. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've witnessed that a couple times and that's painful. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh. Yeah. Like, if someone says no, that's fine. But also, I, I think that's part of the my neurosis about it is, like, part of um, how I grew up was like very polite and right and refusing help maybe when you were actually needed it or wanted it. Right. Oh, but right. you're just like, no, 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 it's fine. It's, I got the, you know, like yeah. that kind of like this guessing game of like, <laughs> is that actually how you feel? And yeah. it's like, <laughs> is this a double bluff? Right. Right. Well, yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that doesn't help you. But <laughs> It's like a form of fencing that yeah. you're trying to work out. Yeah, it is. It's oh, it's stressful. <laughs> so I think you're thinking about it too much. No, definitely am. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I recognize that in myself, and I try. I've tried to just become a more straightforward communicator, right? In general, to try and get away from that kind of I don't know what to call it, but yeah, cloak and dagger. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. To struggle. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I've been finding that actually with a page um, mm. that I've noticed that I'll help her if I see her struggling with something. Mm-hmm. And actually, I shouldn't. Right. Because sometimes um, frustration is how you learn yeah. to do something. Um, yeah, totally. Like, uh, this annoys me a lot with, uh, sort of children's toys and things. Mm-hmm. Like, I think kids are like a lot fucking smarter than people <laughs> assume. Yeah. And they will go at a task constantly until they mm. manage to do it. Persevere. And I think there's this trend to, um, dumb things down and simplify them to, yep. Because there's this assumption that kids don't have the um, attention or... Huh, it's interesting. I wonder I wonder how much of that is, well, partially because I used to be in the toy industry. <laughs> I'm just wondering the psychology of, of that. Like, I wonder if there's a marketing reason for that where, um, you know, grandma buys grandkid a toy. Right. And they, the grandma wants to feel really good. As soon as they open that toy, they want to see the kid using it and having fun with it. Uh, right? Like, right. The the kids aren't buying these toys. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, is there a slant towards just making the person who bought the toy happy? Right. Yeah, I could see that. You know? Even if it's actually a boring toy. Because yeah. they're like, yeah, they figured it out. But it's like, that doesn't make it interesting. Right. That The fact that you can, like, play with it. Yeah. But... But I mean, if you look I'm probably at... thinking too much about it. <laughs> yes, again. No, I think that that's um, probably not far off the well, truth. When, when things, you know, there's like toy awards, like toy of the year in different yeah. categories and stuff. And I would always think about that. Like, yeah. Did any kids vote on this? Right. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. But like, if you look at the kind of stuff that, like, what kind of things did you play with when you were little and you really enjoyed? Sticks and mud. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean... Yeah, partially. But you come up with all sorts of crazy games. And, yeah. Um, like, did you ever play any card games? 
Yeah. Or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have like outrageous levels of complexity mm-hmm. and, you know, things like Pokemon or mm. Yu-Gi-Oh and magic. Magic. Yeah. Kids pick this shit up and oh, they yeah. go whole hog with it. No, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, or anything. Yeah. Just, um, inventing. Yeah. Inventing games and toys out of nothing and, um, yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, don't, don't think kids can't handle it because they yeah. probably can. I like the, um, what was the store that we went to in the mall recently? Um, I think it's called Marbles or something. Okay. And it's all like, um, imagination and creativity kind of toys and games and like educational right games and toys. Yeah. Um, and it's fun to see that as like a trend of yes. these like brain teaser kind of um, games and um, not done down things basically. Right. Right. Um, that are actually like, there was one that, thing that was like a hydraulic powered, uh, it's like syringes that are hooked up to this like um, crane thing. Okay. So it was like this like system of syringes with water that would you know you pull and push to make the thing move and yeah it's like oh that's really cool like there's probably like there's actually like a you know complicated physics lesson there if right you, if you want to go into that yeah but it was a kind of a neatly like disguised thing it's like oh it's just fun to play with but it's like oh there's actually some yeah substance to this you know but i mean i think all of those things cool. are fun right the stuff that has substance yeah like the stuff that teaches you shit about how the world works right that stuff's fun because then you can mm-hmm. use that yeah, to do other cool Is shit. Is it fun for everyone, though? Like, are we weird? No. I think it... Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I was saying no as in I, I don't think we're weird. I think it is fun for everyone. Okay. I think... Yeah. I mean, our... I think we spend a lot of time... Um, teaching kids that this stuff isn't fun Hmm. and that's not true yeah my so my dad's a science teacher yeah and he struggles with (laughs) being a science teacher yeah i don't know um and just dealing with um trying to get kids into the material and right excited about it um you know it's just all it's not like an AP class or anything. It's just like all the kids yeah. in physics class. And I don't know. I've talked with him a lot about, you know, like, why did I like science? And right, I just felt like I was more curious than a lot of kids about what we were talking about. Right. And I, I just, so. You see, I think I, I never, I never liked school. Mm-hmm. But I was good at science and maths. <laughs> yeah. And so I found it easy to just do it and not have to worry. Mm-hmm. The things I found fun were things like playing games. Mm. And so one of the reasons I was drawn to physics um, was because of the modeling aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and we, we had a lot of um, sort of discussions about... Um, sort of modeling gravity and things and then immediately thinking, okay, I could 
totally apply this to a game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. And that was far more interesting. Or something in math where it's like logic and right. that kind of stuff, reasoning. Yeah. Formal proof like can actually help you. Yeah. With a, with a different kind of game. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. Well, and I will say like, you know, I was really into music and sound and audio and yeah and stuff and so like the sound unit in physics that my dad taught us yeah was like oh my god this is am-. like that was like another level right of where i was like the other stuff was like interesting enough yeah um but this was like oh my gosh i am so into this like yeah that's why a violin sounds different from a clarinet like wow there's right. like math there and yeah. It's all just a bunch of sine waves and different, right? You know, um, so there was a configurations like that's crazy. That's so cool to me. There's a, um, I forget the guy's name, but there's an Italian guy who talks about um, reinventing education. Mm-hmm. It's a great TED talk. I will tweet to it. No, I won't. Um, It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> and um, he talks about, um, you know, don't split these up into these like weird subjects like now we're teaching math now we're teaching physics Mm -hmm. like you do it project based so he said they have this project to build uh to design and build a bike yep and he goes you try designing a bike without (laughs) knowing what pi is oh like it's fucking impossible like trying to work out how many spokes you need to handle the kind of stress that it's going to be under like it just can't be done you have to know that. Huh. And so, wow. So that's like the most practical way. Right. And so to you be like, okay, this is why we have this concept and this number. And right. This is how it works. Like, yeah. In the most literal sense, like you need this. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. And so, um, you know, you have to learn, you have to learn these things to be able to hmm. complete this top, this project. Yep. Um, I like that. Um, that's cool because I, I mean we see that too with learning new programming languages and stuff like we you know we can tinker around all we want with them because we are curious about other right technologies and stuff but the best way to iron those concepts is to build something yeah and that's um i mean that's how you get to that whole point of applying design patterns and things mm-hmm. is that you've been building things for long enough to know that there's some pain that you're trying to yep. get rid of mm-hmm. um, because the stuff that you're building isn't as robust as you'd like. Yep. And so then you start looking into, and I feel like that's the same thing. If you were building bikes, there would be a point at which you're like, okay, I'm at my limit yeah. of what I can do on my own. I need to start actually looking into what people before me have done. Right. That's a cool example because a bike seems so simple. It seems like such a simple right. machine. Yeah. Right? Um, we all have seen them. We all have at least tried to ride them at some point or like whatever. Right. And yeah, there's probably so much more nuance and subtlety there than we ever yeah. would assume. Like, especially right? with things like changing gears or... Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Like something like that is like a whole nother level. Yeah. Like you could have a, a one speed... Yep. Um, bike but you try and add in gears to the equation and that's it's this is funny because i you know with the house now being a homeowner 
I feel like this there's this whole new world open to open up to me that's like I have I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing right right like yeah because I don't yeah um, and in some ways I feel like you know a, a iPhone refreshing millennial thrown into like this world of like hardware and yeah. like what what is this like oh maybe we can get a new doorbell and like yeah i could probably manage that and i like stare look at the doorbell and i'm like <laughs> this is that's probably hooked up to electricity somehow yeah this is a fucking black box okay <laughs> so i'm just imagining myself just like with a crowbar just like prying this thing out <laughs> and like there's this big hole in our house or like you know just whatever yeah. like the the worst case scenario yep um but i don't know i think i think I think in some sense, you know, um, our parents are probably, you know, I don't think it's as drastic as I'm thinking. Right. Like, I don't think my dad moved in the house. Was like, oh, I know what all this stuff does. Yeah. Like he had a good concept because my grandpa had a construction company and that kind of stuff. And he, he right. had done a lot of that kind of work. Um, but he had like a, you know, do it yourself book, you know, kind yeah. of thing that he was like, well, I'll look this up. But no, that's how a toilet works or you know whatever yeah um so i'm kind of excited to like i am curious about like how the stuff works right so i'm i'm excited to kind of dig into that knowledge bank yeah and uh i think video games have a really powerful um sort of place here mm-hmm. in teaching base uh teaching these ideas and concepts yep um so i did a physics degree at university and one of the modules we did was um astrophysics uh so we talked a lot about orbital mechanics and kepler points and working out um getting things into a stable orbit and i forgot all of it <laughs> like it mm-hmm. like i did the module i did the exam and then i was like i'm never doing this again <laughs> and just yeah completely forgot everything <laughs> um but you know fast forward like three years after i've graduated and I start playing Kerbal Space Program, <laughs> which is a um, like simulator of managing your own space program, essentially. Yeah. And I learned more about orbital mechanics from playing that game <laughs> than my physics degree ever taught me. Huh. Um, and it it stuck, like, yeah. um, because like physically, I mean, virtually taking a rocket from the surface of a planet and getting it into a stable orbit is fucking impossible without like knowing this math. Yeah. And like understanding, um, you know, how thrust works and how changing weight will affect your vessel and how, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, applying thrust at particular points in your orbit will change your orbit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like, because there's a there is a huge scary equation for all that stuff, right? Right. Which, if you throw that up on the board, it's like, ugh, I don't know. This yeah. Is this whatever. Is it's another you know y equals whatever with a, some weird letters, right? Greek epsilon. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. And then, but like, yeah, if you approach it from the if you start from the point where, hey, these like these are all variables that you can tinker with. Yeah. And and hey, look, look what happened. Let's try an experiment. Let's you know turn that number up oh yeah up the thrust and like oh that's just that like it's the same thing right right it's just 
but showing it in that way is so much more but it's also like and exciting. we're hardwired to want to do things the most efficient way possible <laughs> yeah like um you know you i play this game and it's like i get into orbit and it's like okay well how can i do this with less so that i can keep going further right and it's like you know when you finally land on another planet it's like holy shit like this is <laughs> You know, yeah. that, that's such a, um, I don't know, like delicious feeling. Mm. Like that sense of accomplishment. <laughs> delicious feeling. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, it's like, yeah. this is the... No, it is. Fucking crack. Like... Yeah. The um, the Quictionary game that you got me oh, yeah. hooked on. Oh, God. That's, that's yeah. so good. So uh, speaking of like trying to optimize and like do the most efficient thing. Yeah. So I'll tell you my Your strategy, strategy here. Yeah. Um, so I have, I start out with four words every time, the same four words <laughs> yeah. that have completely distinct letters. Yep. I've done the same thing. This is what you do? Yeah. Ah. Okay. I'll tell you what mine, mine are. Okay. This is some good podcast material, material here. Yep. Um, so I, I try West. Okay. Then it's... Grid. Okay. Then Plan. Okay. Then Buoy. So I also spread out the vowels, oh. right? So each one has one vowel, except for Bowie has two, but yeah. Yeah. So if I'll, I'll try West you, grid, and, and it'll be all red. I'm like, yes. All right. So yeah. it's going to be one of the others. And then you like have a good starting point with, oh, you have two letters correct with plan. Yeah. Then you can. Although the worst with that strategy is when you get one letter in each oh. word. And it's like, oh no, it's I know almost nothing now. <laughs> it is the worst. Um, <laughs> yeah you feel like you you know less than when you started somehow You're yeah like, what yeah um, that is rough so i've got uh golf i always start with mm. i can't wait for the day that golf is the fucking word <laughs> like that's gonna... <laughs> yeah that's gonna be the best um plan mm. ruby ruby uh and then i actually have two more mm. because i only put one vowel in each word smart yeah so uh, are they completely deck. distinct yeah deck you have spent some time on this <laughs> <laughs> and um oh, what's the last one i can't remember yeah but it's fun yeah it's the best so are there so i'm in like the medium difficulty pack right now that's where i am just has there... completed all of it <laughs> so that's what i was gonna ask He's like yes, is it just done after that so there's like the easy medium, a... and difficult and then there's there's four, because there's also the no such thing as a fish special ones. Oh, okay. So there's four free packs, and then they have uh, you can buy packs. Yeah, probably. I think it's actually a subscription thing. That's smart. Yeah, on their end. <laughs> um, oh man, such a good game. It's a really good app as well. It's very slick. It, it is ha- slick. Yeah. It doesn't have any ads or anything. Yep. It's like if I had created that app, I would be so proud. Yeah. Yeah. Like. That felt, it feels well-crafted. We should make a word game. We should. It shouldn't just be a copy of Quictionary. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's probably hard to come up with a game. Like, harder than... Harder than we think. I want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> There's these uh, two guys who I watch review board games, and uh, one of them keeps saying that people always ask him, when are you going to make your own board game? And he's like, fucking never. I've seen what people go through. Oh, to... Yeah. Like, it is so hard. I feel like the hardest part, I've never done it, but 
I think the most frustrating part of it, I would think, would be you're you've spent so many months on this thing, and you've just come to terms with the fact that you know it's just not fun, right? You know, like how like yeah. it's hard to define that, yeah, and invent something and like force it to be fun. If you so, if you don't have experience with it, maybe. so like I'm sure people that have done it like multiple times like get a good feel or like can define what fun means. Yeah. That's probably what I've heard from game designers who I really enjoy their games Mm -hmm. is that they, um, they follow the same sort of principles that we follow when building a product, Hmm. which is, uh, get a prototype out day one. I mean, it is a product, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And start playing. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you keep adding ideas and constantly taking away ideas. But you start with the most basic yeah. idea. And you basically just keep playing it with everyone mm-hmm. and then ask them what is fun, what isn't fun. And just remove the stuff that isn't fun. And a lot of them say like halfway through a game, they'll just change the rules. Because people will say like, I don't, hmm. I don't get this. And they're like, fucking get rid of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's dead to me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. It's like agile <laughs> development of... Right. Games of games. Sure. I mean, it's yeah, it's just a just another product, right? Yeah. Should we break for a bit? We should. Okay. Are we recording? Uh, yes. Cool. So I can open my beer. Yeah. Does everyone know what we're opening though? So this is the rice stout. That I started four weeks ago. Not a rice stout, but a rye stout. That's right. Yeah. It's a stout with rye malts in it. Mm-hmm. Malted rye. So. Oh, oh. watch out. That was it. So that pound. Pretty good hiss. You may remember in a previous episode. Yeah. That. Um, this is a big glass. It's a little bit of a rescue project here. Yeah. There this... was a, a pound of table sugar added. I was worried about this stout. Um, okay. Wow. Ooh, that is effervescent. Fuck. Oh, wow. Ooh, boy. Man, that is dark as sin. That's a beautiful pour, though. It's really... Wow. Look at that. Jeez. That is nice looking. <laughs> I'm impressed. I need to wait a little bit to let yeah. it let it hang out. Um. So. So. So I have some concerns. Right. Before we like, this is promising. It looks mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. But I am worried that it's going to have some off flavors. Mm-hmm. Because um, because I ended up messing around with it a lot. So, um, yeah, I mean, the big thing was that, um, the airlock never bubbled Mm -hmm. while it was fermenting. As far as you could tell. Right. You never saw it. Right. Um, (laughs) now I know from the gravity readings that this is alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Um, so what that tells me is that the bucket that I have is no longer airtight. Mm -hmm. It's probably the safest. Um, assumption which makes me nervous that there isn't that sort of protective layer of co2 
over oh. the beer as it's fermenting. Yeah. Um, I used to be more worried about that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I've read from a lot of experienced brewers that they're less worried about that being a thing. And then they, people reference, you know, open fermentation, which happens right at That's some true. places. But at, at the same time, it's like open fermentation works for Sierra Nevada, which is in a really controlled yeah, environment. I mean, it's not in a household where you have yeah stuff going on. Yeah. Um, but, eh. Yeah. But I understand the fact that this is your second batch, and there's a lot of worries to be to be had. It smells really good. Mm-mm. I'm gonna try it. Hmm, that's really good. It is really good. Okay, so I, I'm. Hmm. Wow. I'm pleased with that. It's nice. I think it could probably stay in the bottle a little longer. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is the earliest that you can drink it, I guess. Yep. But I really like that, actually. It is a very dark beer, though. Now, did you um, did you get um, Star Sand for sanitizer? No. No. Okay. Using oh. a... So. <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't sanitize anything. No. So I... <laughs> so um, I didn't buy special sanitizer mm-hmm. for this. Um, I had read online that um, actually that's not required. Mm-hmm. You can sanitize it perfectly well with uh, using just bleach and hot water Hmm. so that's what i did because i didn't i hadn't gone out and bought anything and i was itching to yep to brew it yep um so i just used some household bleach and some really hot water and um you know really made sure the bucket was rinsed it well yeah clean and rinsed well and didn't smell of anything um and then just let it air dry Hmm. so that i wasn't like Rubbing a filthy towel all over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm getting a little flavor that I can't put my finger on. Yeah. It's in it the might aftertaste. be. Yeah, and I can't tell. It's kind of a sharp. Um, a sharpness to it. Mm. Um, which might be more alcohol than. Uh, the recipe intended. Right. Which might be from the sugar. Right. But there, there is also the possibility that I, my first gravity reading was wrong. Right. And that I actually just added a pound of sugar to something <laughs> that was at the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if that's the case, then... It's more of a 6% beer than a 4% beer. Right. Um, so the the existing flavors, other than the alcohol, might not be as well balanced to the amount of alcohol now. Right. Um... That's possible. Um, yeah, I don't. I would like to get a better palate for the specific like right flavors that can happen. <laughs> um, 
I was mentioning to you earlier, I don't think on the podcast that we should enter a homebrew contest at some point. Yeah. Because, um, not that we would necessarily win our place. No. But, um, you get a lot of good feedback from. Right. They have, they usually have judges that have done this a lot and can give you specific tips on, you know, something that may have gone wrong or a specific off flavor or whatever. Um, or, or maybe not necessarily wrong, but like out of that style. So each style is actually pretty well defined in the, um, there's like a handbook that's like, okay, this is what an American stout is. And it gives you a color range. It gives you an alcohol range. Um, bitterness range all that stuff and then um so yeah you're kind of going within that category right um yeah i haven't uh haven't done that yet but i think it'd be fun do you know is is it something that's sort of done year round do you know if this is like a local thing Um, what what kind of i mean have you ever been to one never mind entering one no i haven't okay um I'm technically a member of the uh, of a homebrew club in Boston, um, okay. but I've only been to one event. Um, what was that like? It was good. It was actually the um, the guy who wrote the How to Brew book, John Palmer. Oh, okay. Spoke at Night Shift Brewing actually, where we went to. Huh. Uh, we were there yesterday, but um, he spoke about water. <laughs> he okay. wrote he wrote a book called Water about okay. water and how it affects water your beer yes um <laughs> i don't know why it would affect your beer now um yeah i mean it's the main ingredient <laughs> yeah and um so it was cool to see him talk about stuff and yeah he signed my book <laughs> i was a fanboy um but yeah i haven't i would like to go to like just a normal monthly meeting i just haven't yet um, right where are they held usually they are held, as far as I can tell, they're held at just different people's houses who are in the club. Okay. Because um, you say it's like a Boston club, but is it usually in Boston or is it? I think it's, they usually meet in like Somerville or Medford or okay. kind of north of Boston. Oh, interesting. How did you join that? Um, you just found it online? Yeah, I found it online and joined it. And actually the president of the club is friends with Katie going back. Oh, okay. A long wow. time. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool. Katie from Massachusetts. Yes, Katie from Massachusetts. Right. Um, Brittany from Massachusetts is the president of the Homebrew Club. Okay. Um, she's very nice. And yeah, I'm looking oh. forward to going more. Yeah. I don't know if I actually will as I as we move farther away from right. where the meetings are held. But um, that could be another interesting. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's like 30 bucks a year or something for a membership. And um, it's kind of cool to support the the local scene, you know? Yeah. Um, There's a lot of this. Um, you bring up a lot of like supporting local mm-hmm. things. Um, yeah. Which I don't know. I find funny for some reason. <laughs> Not sure why. No? No. Because it seems arbitrary. Right. To We need to support our local. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, um, you could argue that like that kind of thinking can can lead people down the wrong path if like to its extreme, 
Right. Because you could say, um, I don't know, I always feel weird when <sighs> there is some incident in the world and they list how many Americans died first. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, and then, you know, other people yeah. died too. But let's talk about the Americans. You know, it's just right. the focus of these are the people that you can relate to because this is where you live. Yes. And does that make them more important? Um, yeah. And I, I, mean, I think Wyatt's, a lot of people would say yes. Yeah, we Wyatt said that it does. Right. Um, but logically, I don't know if there was a good argument for that, right? Like, right. It's just like a, an emotional, it's like a feeling of like, no, it's Americans and whatever. Yep. Um, but I always feel a little weird about that. Right. right. It's like, it doesn't seem right. <laughs> um. And it, you know, it plays into that, in the, into the whole like us versus them kind of mentality, which right. isn't great. Anyway, <laughs> support locals because I don't know. <laughs> because you don't want to support foreigners. I mean, I think, I don't know. Yeah. I think there's a selfish reason to support local things. Right. Because you want, right. Yeah. If you are, it's sort of this. It's selfish in the sense that you're keeping money in a local economy. Yes. So um, if the people around you are prosperous, mm -hmm. it means that um, you sort of bring prosperity to the area. Right. I think that's part of it. I think another part of it is the people that you support will remember that and maybe support you in a way. Right. Right? Like, yeah. The I act mean, of keeping something local means that something is more likely to come back to you in that smaller sphere. Yeah. Whereas if I support a coffee farmer in uh, South America, that feels good for me, but it's probably not going to directly, yeah, you know, I'm not going to get a favorite payback other than they'll continue to make good coffee that I can right. enjoy, <laughs> which is good. Yeah. Itself, but, um, but if you help your neighbor down the street, you know, right with something, there's, that's Part of what being a neighbor is, I think, is being generous, but also expecting something back, but mm. potentially. Yeah. Maybe that's what a bad neighbor is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> As I say that, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 I'll uh, snow blow your, your driveway. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> I won't expect anything from you. I don't know. Yeah. It's like a godfather line, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll call upon you yeah. someday. <laughs> um, thinking more about being a neighbor as we right. move and become more permanent neighbors to right. other people. Trying to like, you know, start everything on the right foot. Um, had a beer with one of my neighbors already, so that felt good. Oh, nice. Uh, offered an olive branch in the form of a... a in the form of a beer. Bottle of Molson. <laughs> uh, Excellent. Yeah, so it was good. Um, he also happens to be the neighbor who um, lives behind us. So he is directly... Would be directly impacted by the retaining wall issue that right. we talked about before. Okay. Um, and... Yeah, I think he, he, you know, wanted it to be done a certain way because he can see the wall right all the time. Yeah, I mean that. Um, 
seems Which, reasonable. I understand. Yeah. But it's a tricky situation where it's like, you know, you want your neighbor to build something really nice so that it looks nice in from your yard. Yeah. There's some motivation um, issues there. Right. Do you, is there, like, do you have a plan for this retaining wall? So I don't know if I mentioned this. Um, there is a, a recent development. So our adjacent neighbor. Yep. Who also, um, is on the retaining wall is on part of that wall. Um, they have begun replacing oh. their part of it. Oh, okay. So it, their yard is all dug up and there's concrete blocks that they're putting in and oh, wow. it's happening. Yeah. Um, which is a little tricky. Yeah. Um, because I mean, are they figuring they get to set the tone? Well, I don't know. Cause I, I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Don't you want to match whatever they do? <sighs> right. <laughs> yes. Otherwise it's going to be weird. So there's a couple of reasons. Yeah. A couple of reasons why it's, we're kind of like a little bummed that we didn't just do it at this all at the same time. Right. right. Like, um, I mean the neighbor behind us, he would like it all to be done at the same time. Would have liked it all to be done at the same time because his yard's going to be ripped up twice or whatever. Yeah. Like there's going to be stuff, dirt to look at for right. two times instead of all at once. Yeah. There's no chance to get in on it now or is it already done? It's pretty well into it at this point. Hmm. Um, and then there's also a potential monetary reason for us to all do it at the same time because yeah, because it'll be cheaper. It'll be cheaper. Right. They have all their stuff there. Yeah. Like there's a big overhead in a contractor coming and right having all their equipment and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. Um, we also have a fence, so it's more complicated for us because of the fence that we have up. Right. Can you, that would have to come down. Yeah. Um, we also mm. are strapped for cash right now because, because just we just closed on the house. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. It's tempting to do it now. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's up in the air. Seems a little rushed. Yeah. 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 Um, Interesting. At the same time, it would be nice to just get it done out of the way so that we could like then focus on like landscaping a little right. bit and like, you know, the longer term stuff we can start in the yard because yeah. our yard will be ripped up for a while while this is yeah being done. So it won't really make sense to like do anything before. Yep. Yep. So interesting. It's tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a good idea of whether we will try to do it this year or next year or, or what, but yeah, definitely mm-hmm. next year if not this year. Yeah. We'll see. Cool. Um, Exciting. Yeah. But we met some, some of the neighbors, some more of the neighbors and, um, I don't know. The stakes just feel so much higher for yeah. like having a good relationship with your neighbor now. Like I, I, I'm tempted to like, I, I'm like, should we like go around and introduce ourselves? Like, is that weird? Yeah. I feel like it's simultaneously like would be nice to do, but also kind of like could be weird. Right. <laughs> you want to be friendly, but not like in people's face if they don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I was growing up, um, like, uh, I grew up in a cul-de-sac, mm-hmm. um, and so there were a bunch of kids my age, 
and we'd all play together, but there was like no interaction between adults. Yeah. Basically on that level, like, I guess being neighborly wasn't a big thing hmm. where I grew while I was growing up. Yeah. Um, so I've not had that like traditional, oh, someone's new to the neighborhood. Let's go introduce ourselves. All that kind of. Right. Uh, stereotypical wisteria lane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so we haven't done that here. <laughs> yeah. Like um, I've met one neighbor. Um, I know we have another neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I could, I could see us going that way too. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It is a pretty tight knit like street. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's just defined by the area you go into. Yep. We do know that they're one of our neighbors, um, hosts like a block party. Ooh. So yeah, looking forward to that and kind of mingling and. So yeah, I think it, I don't know, it does have a very kind of small town kind of feel to it. Neighborly feel. Okay. Which is nice. Like every, every time we've gone there, there's, there's been like kids playing like, like on the street, like playing yeah. basketball or like riding bikes and stuff. And Nice. Which is nice. Yeah. It's nice to, yeah, it feels, um, cut off in a nice way from traffic and, yeah. um, that kind of stuff. So. So yeah, um, we'll see. Play it by ear. <laughs> Try not to force it to, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I found out about an old uh, style of lottery. I don't know if we've spoken mm. about lotteries before. Don't think so. So this is called Shit Yourself Rich. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, I, Let me guess. You play the lottery while you're okay on the toilet. No. Okay. So I'll give you some hints. Uh, this, I think it's still practiced in, in parts of Europe, in the countryside. Mm-hmm. Usually around a field. <laughs> okay. Um, the field has a single cow in it. All right. And... Yeah, can you guess what uh, you're betting on? A single cow. Yeah. Betting on it's a lottery. Um, are you guessing where the cow poops? Yep. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you split the field up into like... Although where does the cow start? Segments. Do you know where the cow is going to... St- I think like... so. I guess you turn up and you have to guess. So it's like not only like where Ooh. does the cow start, but how long until... Oh, okay. Yeah. Does it... Different aspects that you can yep. kind of, and then everyone bet like on. bets, and then you you just stand there and wait for it to shit somewhere. <laughs> okay, shit yourself, Rich. I'm gonna guess that this is a, a drinking <laughs> pastime. Like I, I imagine I'm sure there's alcohol involved. <laughs> yes, yeah. It feels kind of like fishing, right? It's like yeah, we're just gonna wait here and some animals, yeah. maybe some animals involved, but we're really just kind of yeah. There's a fine line between fishing and standing by water looking like an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. A fine line? What? Oh. (laughs) Like a fishing line? Oh my gosh. No? 
You don't like that one? That's good. That's good? I missed it. I'm just upset at myself for missing it. Nope. <laughs> I had a thing in Trello that I want to talk about. Okay. Um, people are wrong on the internet. Um, What's his vegetable oil? Yeah, what is vegetable oil? It's oil from vegetables. Hmm. I think we've pretty much covered that. <laughs> <laughs> you just moved it over. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. That's, I think I agree with that. Right. It's like, what's his olive oil? What types of vegetables go into vegetable oil? Ooh. Right? Like, I think it is specific types of vegetables. Because there's also canola oil, and I do not know what a canola is. (laughs) That's another question I have. What is a canola or canola? Cannoli? Like the savory (laughs) version? Cannoli oil would be delicious. <laughs> that would be amazing. They've just pressed cannolis. Ooh, yeah, into oil. Yeah. Wow. Then you put that on a cannoli. Oh yeah. It's like a recursive dessert. Mm. Okay, so what's, so what's a canola? You I have no idea. Um, canola, like it's like. Can you, you grow a canola? I mean, this came up because you have orange oil in your kitchen. Yeah, and that makes sense. Because you can press oil out of the skin, I think. <laughs> you just went from that makes sense because <laughs> I guess it's in the skin. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise you just have orange juice. Right. And like, so for a fancy cocktail, um, you, there, a lot of times you'll see a, a yeah. orange, orange rind peel. Yeah. And they'll do this squeeze of the peel around the rim of the glass. And yeah. And it gives a little orange oil little... aroma and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That makes sense. Um don't know what a canola is. I uh, don't know what types of vegetables right. they use to get oil. I suppose it's... Is it, so does it always have to be from a skin? Is that our guess? Is I don't think from, so. I think like an oil has probably has a well-defined definition. Probably right, to right, do with like viscosity. Where, would you, where can you source it from, a vegetable? Like if you have a carrot, can you make oil out of a carrot? Carrot oil? Right, like... Yeah. And I don't know if you just like, can you just mix flavors with a different oil? Hmm. Uh, oh, like a, like a canola oil base. <laughs> yeah. And then you and add in some oranges, grate some carrots into it. And then you huh. have carrot oil. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. Well, because you can add chilies to oil and then you have like chili infused oil. Well, infused is, is yeah, different. It's definitely different. But there you can buy just chili oil. Right. Which I guess is pressed from a chili. It's like grapefruit beer. It's not making beer from grapefruit. You're just, You're adding, just adding a little grapefruit. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Vegetable oil. Just a lot of things like this that we just use and we have no idea. Like, yeah. what the heck is this? When you melt wax, does that turn into oil? It turns into does. wax. Just melted wax. Just like when you melt ice, it turns into water i think i don't know because like if you get saying wax is just a form of oil right hmm what about grease grease yeah grease like Crisco. grease is a very general term i think yeah grease is like it i feel like it's just a term that is 
it's taking an adjective like greasy and then going back to a noun. So it's like anything that's greasy is grease. Is grease. In a sense to me. Okay. Right. If you have like oil. No, actually. No, I think oil has a very particular definition. (laughs) Grease. So like, you know, you're under the car because you're, you know, like a good American man. You're a grease monkey. Like you are. And uh, yeah, that's grease. Like, what is that? Lubricant? You know, you have like WD-40. That's yeah. like sprayable grease. You need to grease up something. But that's also so an that oil. Can... <sighs> okay. It... Um, probably. Yeah. No, it is. Not is probably. oil an ingredient of grease? Can Is all grease an oil, but not all oil is a grease? Hmm. No, because you can grease a pan with butter. Yeah. All right. When you cook bacon, yeah. what are you left with? The fat. That's grease. It's fat and grease? Yeah. It's greasy fat. Greasy fat. I mean, all fat is greasy. See, people say bacon grease, right? No, they don't. No? No, I've never met You said you're left with fat and grease. Yeah, but I don't say bacon grease. Grease. That's not something I say to anyone. Hmm. Bacon grease. Mm, Delicious bacon grease. I'd say bacon fat. Bacon fat. Hmm. I think I've heard bacon grease. Hmm. I don't think you have. I'm going to go out on a limb here Greece. and make an assumption about your life. Like when they say, <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to put blank down the drain because it'll clog your drain. What is the blank? Bacon fat. Bacon grease. Or rice. Uncooked rice. Well, right. Uh, there different. are a lot of things. Is rice a grease? <laughs> <laughs> Just a hard grease? Yeah, I think we've exhausted this topic. <sighs> is that a car joke about exhaust? See, now I'm just looking for it. <laughs> After the thin line? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Okay. Sure. If that makes you feel better. No. <laughs> oh, I heard some... I, this is totally not related to anything we've talked about so far. Mm-hmm. But I found out that there were a bunch of um, things called ISIS before ISIS was a thing. Yes. So there was obviously the Archer um, company. Oh. Archer, they created Archers? Oh, no, um, Archer, the TV series. Oh. The cartoon. Oh, okay. The spy agency. Was ISIS. Was called ISIS. Oh my gosh. And they had to change the name. Wow. And the creator, uh, this was actually a huge problem for them because they had all this merchandise. <sighs> like they had baseball caps with like ISIS oh, over the top. And like the creator said his dad called him and said, I'm, I'm sorry, but this cap that you've given me i don't think i can wear it anymore because the neighbors are giving me weird looks and i think there's a new marketing consultancy now whose sole job is to like look for trademarks that are don't conflict with terrorist <laughs> i'm groups. sure i'm sure there is oh my gosh but it was uh, and like apparently during a board meeting he made a off-color joke where they were like okay what do we do with all this merchandise and he was like we could ship it to syria <laughs> the whole room was like nope that's, that's not okay no, nope 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 he's like oh it's a joke Ugh. um but apparently there was a nail salon in mm. california mm-hmm. called isis <laughs> and um there are all these various companies that after this became a thing like people would leave like yelp reviews that say like oh. You're terrible people. You need 
awful. This isn't funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Getting all sorts of abuse. Um, but this nail salon had a um, like four or five star review from someone. Yeah. Saying like, oh, I went there. I got my nails done the other day. I have no idea why we're bombing them. <laughs> oh, they seem really nice. Wow. See, terrorists, you can't keep us down. <laughs> We're going to make jokes about you. There is a wife swapping club in Liverpool that used to be called the ISIS. <laughs> I think they had people coming making all the wrong inquiries. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. There's definitely some joke there about like 71 virgins or whatever. Yeah. Ugh. I think there's a pharmaceutical company called it. Yeah, there's a whole bunch. Yeah. Hmm. I it's so like the, how, well I guess the question is if you are one of these companies, it, it, sort of when this first starts, you must be thinking, oh, they've changed their name before. Maybe this will just all blow over. Mm. It's like how long into <laughs> right. Ugh. Well, I have another question: is like, is that part of ISIS's terror strategy? <laughs> right, like <laughs> they're looking for common right. common names. Like, what if there was like Acme? terrorism oh, or like yeah abc terrorist group yeah. right because there's all everyone wants to be in the front of the phone book from whatever <laughs> abc computer repair whatever like, yeah you know it's like it's like meta terrorism there it's yeah. like they're being terror terrorists because they are terrorists like yeah and in the, the terrorist boardroom they're all okay, okay we need to rebrand here <laughs> Like we need a new name. We need it to clash with as many American companies as possible. Yeah. Like, like they just try, like, let's, let's go out. Let's really go for it this time. Yeah. Apple. <laughs> Apple. Yeah. Maybe Google. This, uh, is, this has worked before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could, the that... fact that it's an ana- anagram, or, sorry, acronym. ISIS. Right. That's, I feel like that's why it, one of the reasons why it conflicted with so many things, because it's like, that could mean so many. Yeah. And it, it doesn't sound offensive. Yeah. Like in a vacuum. The same way, <laughs> this is going to sound terrible, the same way waterboarding doesn't sound offensive in a vacuum, waterboarding <laughs> sounds like, like a sport. surfing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go. Right. Yeah. You have, and a, then you, you have a board and you go in the water and. Yeah. And then you find out what it is. There was you... actually, I'll admit, there was there was a period of time when I was very confused about people when people were talking about waterboarding, <laughs> as to what I, it was. Yeah, it's, just like, it's horrific. I mean, it doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, it it's doesn't... so far from the first guess I would have, right? Like, yeah, you know how I break down words. Like you've seen me, do it. <laughs> and I was just like, what waterboarding? What? Why? Yeah, I honestly still don't understand why it's called that. But no, like, no. I know what it is now, but I don't know why it's called that. Seems like a bad name for hmm. what it is. Yeah. It's like is the, it a trick to like try to like get people to agree to it or something? Yeah, I think it's uh, marketing. It, right, like it's like the Patriot Act. There's nothing. It's like they give you something to sign, and it's like it's like a field yeah. trip to go waterboarding, and you're like, yeah, yeah okay, okay, I agree. And then all next thing you know, you're just like, oh god, <laughs> it's the worst. I thought this would be fun. Worst permission slip ever. We <laughs> uh, shouldn't joke about it. It's a terrible thing. It doesn't happen. It is. That does happen. And yeah, it shouldn't happen. Right. Thank you for that. 
Open disclaimer. It's usually me saying stuff like that. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't know. It's like, on the one hand, I feel like joking about it I, because it is so ridiculous that it's something that happens. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no... If someone waterboarded me, I would admit to anything. Right. I would say, what do you... Like, yeah, totally yeah. to stop this from happening. Right. I, I've i done everything on your list. Yeah. Like, there's oh, no... Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't take long. Like oh, I would say seconds. that. I think if they just said we're gonna waterboard you, <laughs> yeah. I'll say no. Okay, like like whatever. No, I wouldn't even. What am I being accused of? I did it all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you already know that I'm not a great swimmer, and I <laughs> kind of have a fear of you yeah know, scary water. Yeah, specifically scary water. I'm afraid of. <laughs> not so much calm water. <laughs> I guess you could say that about anything. I'm afraid of scary houses. <laughs> You know, I have this general fear of scary things. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that's prefixed with scary, <laughs> I'm afraid of. <laughs> I have this disease, it's called fearophobia. Um, it's general, it's a general, you know, mm. problem. <laughs> uh, I, have a, I have a card on here that says Super Nazi. Now, this... This is actually from, I misheard you. Mm-hmm. You said something was like a soup Nazi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you said you were going to explain what a soup Nazi was. Okay. Oh, so you're asking me to explain what, what a soup Nazi is? Right. I, I guess it's something from a TV show. That this might like. have to be a new segment, like a, like a recurring segment. Okay. Um, it doesn't have to be. That'd be nice. You know, you explain some science to me about orbits, and then I tell you about a Seinfeld episode. I, oh. <laughs> I, so, I thought you were going to say a type of Nazi. <laughs> no. This no. is... No. It's just Seinfeld. Right. Okay. Um, so... So... Soup Nazi. Okay. There's an episode called Soup Nazi. Episode of the show... Okay. Seinfeld. Yep. It... Um, it's probably the most, it's definitely in the top three of like most famous Seinfeld episodes. Okay. I think. Right. Um, premise is there is a new soup place in town. Everyone's raving about it. It's delicious. Okay. And the only problem is the guy who runs it is very particular in how you order and how, <laughs> yeah. And like you have to be perfectly in line yep and you say what you want in a specific way you hand your money over in a very specific way and you turn and leave right don't mention anything else yeah you just go stick to protocol you get your delicious soup yep you like sweat a little bit and then you (laughs) so happy when you leave yeah um yeah so that's the soup nazi and what happens if you don't follow uh, you don't get any delicious soup. No soup for you is the phrase. <laughs> he, no soup for you. he grabs the bag from you. And he says, no soup for you. One year. <laughs> That's the extreme version. Or ever is the most extreme version. Yeah. Wow. It's a great episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that should be your homework this week. Soup Nazi. Tw- 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I can manage that. Uh, it's It's classic. 
Great. Uh, speaking of homework, did you end up getting the Humble Bundle for Human Resources? You know, you didn't. I did. You did? I did not play any of the games yet. Okay. But you But I just it. couldn't let it go by. I'm like, you know what? It sounds fun. It sounds like a... Yeah. I played a little bit of it. It is fucking fantastic. <laughs> uh, uh, every level is a year. <laughs> so, so it's like year one, you're doing this monotonous task. Year two, you're doing... <laughs> you slowly go up the floors in the building. <sighs> That's funny. So good. It encourages you to optimize your solution. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to play it. <laughs> I think I might use it as a a motivator to get my office set up in the new house. You know, like oh, so that you can play. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, in previous moves, there's been places I've moved to and been like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, this will be like my studio room or whatever, my music room. Yeah. And then I just never unpacked. Well, this is actually a good example. Yeah. No, this is a gross example. There's... But then again, you, this, well, is the, this is the first time you're going somewhere that has some long-term permanence. Right. Well, also, I will say Hunchpig was a thing that got me to... Oh, actually like unpack some of this stuff. Yeah. Some of it was out, but I was like, you know, I need to get all the stuff out and... so that we can record. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We got some, um, some mixes back from our recording. Oh, the band I was kind of in that we kind of had made a recording that was kind of a band. Yep. Yeah. Um, we got two kind of mixes back from the... What, what was the kind of the mixes? The definite engineer. So, the two different songs. Okay. Um, that are... May or may not be works in progress as far as the mix goes. Um, okay. But could be final products. Okay. Potentially. Yep. You've listened to them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're not yet available for uh, public consumption but they sound cool yeah they sound really cool we're not allowed to put a small sample into the intermission i don't think yet no i don't think yet um i'm hoping we can do that hoping i can clear the rights yeah that sounds so there's some legal battles ahead (laughs) (laughs) hopefully not um yeah it'd be cool to share at some point but um yeah, I can play you a mix after this. Tease our listeners. Yeah, by making me part of an in-group. Yep. Mm. We're already drinking beer that they can't have. Although, some of our listeners drank some of yes. our beer recently. Yeah. It's true. It's good. It good. I gave some away. Mm-hmm. Did not charge for it. Nope. For we promise. anyone who's listening. <laughs> Might be concerned about that sort of thing. Yeah. We didn't charge directly for it. We <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop thinking. We charged $10 at the door, and then there just happened to be <laughs> beer. <No>. Yeah. <laughs> it's not true. Um, so, yeah. Uh-huh. We could do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, we might have to have a little uh, recording gap. I don't know. 
Wait, so I can go listen to it and then come back? No, sorry. I meant um, Hunchpig because we're moving next oh, Saturday. Yeah. Um, so we can't record next weekend. I don't think so. I doubt. Mm. I doubt. Week off. I think so. Potentially Sunday, but... Yeah. Mm. People are going to be mad. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well... If you're one of those people, you should tweet us mm. at Hunchpig. Yes. Tell us to fucking sort it out. Yep. And record. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'd like to hear from you. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. I think that's an episode. All right. The 18th episode. Episode 17. Done. <laughs>